The following program is a production of All The Way Live Entertainment. This show is sponsored by APCW Wrestling Academy. Learn wrestling from WWE Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, contact them at 770-871-5417 or online at apcwdouglasville at gmail.com. Also, buy a collar and elbow brand. Save 10% on your next purchase by using our discount code WPNRussell. That's WPNRussell at checkout and get a discount on great collar and elbow products. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! One of the joys of operating the Women's Pro Wrestling Network is that I continue to be able to introduce fans to new faces and talents in the wrestling arena. Today on the podcast, I've done just that and brought a lovely young lady from the Southeast region of wrestling. With, uh, I believe, a little over a year into the business right now, she's continued to plant seeds to grow her legacy and become one of the future stars of the business. And so today, my guest... The White Widow, Bristol Hale. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, now, is that a, was all that appropriate? Because, you know, uh, one of the questions I was going to get to is that, uh, is the White Widow and Bristol Hale the same person? Because, you know, sometimes I, I think I ca- caught a video or two where you would just solely introduce as Bristol Hale. No, it's one and the same. Um, there was a a match I had to work that I had to be a face. And so they used just the Bristol because Whitewood is more of like a moniker. Um, but yeah, it's one of the same person. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, I just had to make sure because I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't get it at the time. And then when I saw yeah. it, uh, it seems like, it up. yeah, it, it looked like the, uh, the look was a little bit different than, not not drastically, but just slightly mm-hmm. different than what I saw. Like it was almost Rosie the Riveter type, you know. Yep, yep, yep. That was that was more the face side of it. Okay, so so when you are working somebody's promotion, the the, the face and the the heel per, persona carry a different look. Yeah, it did definitely for that. Um, I don't know in the future if it will, but I know for the promotion I'm with now, Ego for Wrestling, um, kind of been back and forth between, you know, heel and face because there's not a whole lot of women's wrestling here. So kind of go with the flow. But now that I'm beginning to be more established as a heel, it'll probably, you know, just stay the darker look, I guess. Okay. Well, then, you know, for those that haven't uh, met you or seen you work yet, so let, let's just get this thing going from the from the get-go. How did you get involved in pro wrestling? I 
got involved into pro wrestling more as an adult because my mom was kind of religious and didn't let me watch it. So I would kind of sneak watch in my bedroom, you know, had the TV with the bunny ears <laughs> and I would watch when I could and, you know, have to flip the channel as soon as I heard her walking up. But, um, as an adult, I started watching in WWE and, um, we heard about a local show and it was ego pro wrestling. Um, just started going to local shows and then started getting badgered by one of the guy's wives that was training. And she was like, you should come try out. You should come try out. You'll love it. You'll love it. Now, you know, I was a cake decorator. Couldn't, you know, risk hurting my wrist. So I, I would just blow it off, blow it off. Finally, she got me to come to a training session and I fell in love with it. And, you know, and I had no clue there there was an indie side to wrestling you know, all I had was WWE to really go off of, and so it's kind of how it started. So <laughs> WWE that that was your really your only exposure to wrestling at the time. Yeah, at the time, definitely. So, but I mean, so how big of a culture shock did you get? Um, I mean, it was it was definitely a culture shock because I mean, it's definitely more personal when it, you go to an indie show. I mean, you get involved. And like it, it's a whole other ball game. But I, I wouldn't change it. I love it. Oh yeah, no, indie wrestling is great. Uh, it's, I, uh, it, it, it is a, a bit of a difference, especially as you say, if you're only exposed to uh, WWE, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, there's wrestling around the corner. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. It, there's a uh, there's pros and cons to it, clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not the uh, glitz and glamour and, and necessarily the polish of a huge WWE event, but as you say, it's, it's a lot more intimate. You know, oh, yeah. And that does account for a lot. Definitely. I, I, I personally would rather go to an indie event over... WWE event because they're fun, but like I said, very impersonal. I mean, can't get into it as much. And I don't know, I've just learned a whole lot more through indie wrestling, and it's just it's been awesome. And now, do you want to give a shout out to your your trainer, the or, or trainers, or or trainers? <laughs> yeah, I've had a had a few. <laughs> oh, okay, well, well, hit me. Okay, well, there's Jay Andrews. He's the company owner. He of Ego and um, Chuck McMullins and Shaky McMullins. They were, they've all definitely been a big part in new training. Um, and there's also um, J.D. Jenkins. He uh, also was one of the trainers there. So it's they've taught me a lot and, you know, keep pushing me to grow, which is even better because it's not just like, hey, you know the basics, go do this, but you know, stick with it and want me to learn and keep excelling, and so it's awesome. Well, that's good. Of course, we want you to keep excelling. Now, mm-hmm. now, there lies what makes a great wrestler on the independence. You have to start working against some people that are up the ladder from you, and you get the rub, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And get better and better. Now, just for clarity's sake, because I said uh, in the intro it's probably been a little over a year, I think. Uh, but when did you begin? 
Oh, goodness. Um, started training probably in the, the end of 2017. And yeah, that was just like the tryout and then started getting into it. Um, I didn't have my first match until 2018, I believe. Okay. Now, so. now when in 2018 did you have, like, would you say first quarter, January, February, March, something like that? Or? Yeah, it was in February last so, year. February? Okay. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, we, man, as we are talking right now, you are, you have not made a full year yet. Mm, no, not quite. Yeah, you, you're almost there. You're around the corner, but but not quite. So so, how do you feel with uh, basically a year into the into the game so far? How do I feel? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, feel like I have a whole lot more to learn before I can say I'm experienced by any means. Um, but uh, definitely can feel like confidence growing like going back to watch the first match into you know what I've done now I I can see there's confidence building and that's a lot of the critiques that I'll get back from you know my trainers is you just need to be more confident and coming coming into something that was pretty much brand new to me what I mean it's Oh, yeah, whirlwind, but definitely progressing. So, not going backwards. <laughs> well, that's good that you, you're not going backwards. I, I would certainly hope that you <laughs> wouldn't do that. Now, yeah, yeah. is match one available for public viewing, or, or is that kind of locked away and you kind of threw away the key for that? Oh Lord, I mean, it's all for public viewing on the ego page, but. Oh, okay. Don't necessarily want people to watch it. <laughs> so, so you don't want me to point any fingers at that one? Yeah, yeah, no. All right, okay. Definitely so, not. All right, so folks, we're gonna skip over that. We're not. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're gonna skip that one. I'm not gonna point it. Point anybody that direction. We'll 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 send you to her personal YouTube, because I'm sure those are the matches that she would like you to watch at that point. And maybe as as the years go on. She'll allow you to see it then. That that might be a little better. <laughs> the baby stages. <laughs> well, you know that that's what happens. When you get a little bit more polished, you can at least feel comfortable. Like, hey, this is where I started. Look at this. This is you know, this is max one. <laughs> Check this out. It was terrible, but watch it. <laughs> Look how far I've come. That's that, that, that's it. We'll, I, we'll do I, that later. Yeah, Follow up interview. <laughs> I, I have actually uh, Aja Pereira, who who is now the Shine uh, Nova champion. I think she's also the Girl Fight champion. Been been doing this for a little bit of time. I, I have I don't have her first match, but I have one of one of her first and earliest matches, and mm-hmm. I had her do a reaction video for that. So, so oh lord. And, and, <laughs> Well, that's pretty much her reaction. I walked to... through my fingers <laughs> she, for she, mine. It, it, if you had uh, a chance to look at it, she she was very very uh, <laughs> uh she she was she was a good person to go through it. Now, let me let me just say that she she actually sat and watched it, and, and even though as you say, kind of looked at it through her fingers, she still was able to do it. Yeah, 
Oh Lord, yeah, that that'll be a little 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 ways from now, but I'll watch through my fingers one day. <laughs> oh, okay, so, so as long as you know that you that you can uh, handle it later on down the line. Um, but I, you know, uh, let, let me just go ahead and put this out real quick, uh, just as a side note, while I'm here in the middle of the podcast, folks, because I have to plug some things every once in a while. If you happen to be in Atlanta, uh, February fifteenth, as I am recording this, this is ahead of that. But Evolve will be in town. Evolve Pro Wrestling and NXT superstar Adam Cole will be in action at that particular event. Evolve 121, Friday, February 15th. You can save 10% on your ticket if you use WPN Russell for your tickets through etix.com. That's etix.com. So if you are in town, in Atlanta, visiting Atlanta, and you want to catch Adam Cole, this is a rare event. You know, the WWE and NXT do not play well with other stuff, but they are allowing Adam Cole, leader of the Undisputed Era, to uh, appear, and not just appear for signings, but he will be there and he will be in action at Evolve 121. You can go and check him out. Use our code, save 10%, WPN Russell, and that will get you in the door with a little bit of money off. All right, now, sorry, I didn't have to... Uh, Let's get that plug on in out the way. Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Yes. I'm glad you understand the business that the shameless plug deal. Yep. Now, now let's dig into exactly what how we came up with Bristol Hail. The construction how we came of up with- yes, the construction of who she is and how you produce this uh this persona. Because like I said, now when I looked at one video, the the first thing that came to my mind was Rosie the Riveter. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I saw you live, oh, yeah. which you know actually precedes me looking at the video. When I saw you live, I, that wasn't what I thought at all. I was, I was like, okay, that's the White Widow. So you know, it was kind of like a two different looks there. So you know, walk me through when you dis- when you came up with who Bristol Hale is. Gotcha, gotcha. Well. Bristol Hale was kind of, um, you know, she, she's definitely, you know, woman power, like, want to be strong and kind of almost pin up you know. And, uh, you know, White Widow is more of like a, you know, obviously a strong villain type person. But now I'm kind of trying to combine the two where it's, you know, still strong woman, but doesn't take any from anyone regardless of who I'm fighting so it's just kind of trying to mesh the two now because it was so you know back and forth between the two before and trying to tr- turn it into like one cohesive character um, if that makes any sense it does I mean again you, you, when you're starting off and we gotta cut some slack here because he's still less than a year as, as we're doing this not by much, but you know, still, still, just slightly less. We'll say a few weeks. So yeah, I mean, it it, it takes a while to really, really kind of come to terms of who you want your your persona to to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see that. I mean, I, I I can I can see the merger of the two. Now my my personal, I don't know if I can say favorite, but. The one that left the impression on me was the uh, the White Widow version. I, I'm going to say White Widow proper, what I saw at New South. Yeah. 
And I actually just got um, new gear that kind of merges the two together pretty well. Um, Stacy T did my gear, and it's very pin-up-y, but almost kind of, you know, gothic kind of looking. And for that, like the look-wise, it's definitely merged the two together beautifully. Um, so I'm pretty excited about having the look down, and now it's just, you know, just being able to embody that character, you know, that persona proper, as you put it. <laughs> well, you know, so. that, that's how I like to talk about it. You said Stacy uh, did your, your gear, Stacy T? He did. Well, shout out to Stacy because she has been uh, just cranking out some, some gear for some people out there, and, and and this is a shameless plug, but I get nothing for saying this. If you want some gear done, Stacy may be the one for you to check into because she, she has been – on a, a, a roll. Yeah, she has. And I mean, she's super awesome to work with, like takes in construction, constructive criticism, like really listens to what you want, like, and comes up with a design and executes it beautifully. So, and it's gear that's going to last. It's not going to you know tear up in a, a month because it's, it's, it's top notch, top notch quality. Yeah, she she, uh, she works extremely hard, and, and and to say that she has people out there that that are sporting her gear uh, in places that you can see it would be uh, understating it. Because I believe she's, mm-hmm. she's cut some gear for uh, Aja, who I just mentioned earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Kira Hogan, who is now on Wild Superheroes, and also uh, um, uh, Harlow O'Hara, also on Wild Superheroes. So I mean. Yep. You're, you're in good company if you get your gear done by her. Yeah. And, and that's she puts in the same effort, too, which is awesome. Yeah. Like for somebody who's in a bigger promotion versus, you know, smaller promotion, she's going to put in the same effort, which is amazing. I say, you know, that right there should give you enough reason to uh, make the trip down to Atlanta, Georgia, because uh, she, she works quite frequently with uh, – some of the persons at uh, APCW, which is Robert Gibson's promotion. Just toss that out there, give you a little bit more motivation to, to take that drive. <laughs> yes. Career goals in pro wrestling. Career goals? Yes. Um, I mean, honestly, wrestle as much as possible, you know, just constantly, you know, adding more ring time, is like a main goal right now, you know, traveling, learning under, you know, people that I wouldn't get to learn under just in the South. So you just all sorts of things. Like they're not necessarily like step-by-step goals of where I want to be, but like, that's just like the basic of what I want to do. Just keep learning. I want to be a sponge. (laughs) All right. Now I see typically when I ask that, one of the first things get tossed up, I want to make it to WWE. That used to be the go-to answer. Although now I think that has changed a bit because the wrestling well, landscape yeah, has changed. Mm-hmm. Yep, you have so many lucrative um, promotions. I mean, that aren't WWE that are making it and that are you know making a bigger impact than you know WWE in my eyes. I mean, that's you know that's that's a moneymaker. WWE probably be around forever, but. 
it's not necessarily like the top goal for me. Like it would be awesome if it, you know, ever happened, but right now it's just kind of reaching the small goals to get to the, the big promotions eventually. Now, is that something that you said it would be great if it happened, but you're not necessarily aiming for that? No, because it's honestly like it started as, as a hobby. <laughs> okay. And as you know, I, as I got into it more and more, like it's something that I fall in love with. Um, so, I mean, that was never the main goal for me was to get to w, WWE was, you know, let's have a first match. Did that. <laughs> and then, you know, start traveling. I'm starting to do that. So... Just, you know, make a name for myself and hopefully make my home promotion proud and go from there. Okay. Well, well, let's lay out a, a couple of uh, potentially achievable goals, shall we? All right. If, if we take WWE out of the equation right now and we just say, mm -hmm. all right, uh, there, as you just stated, there are several independent promotions that are just across the country, a lot of which have either streaming television. Uh, you got some mm -hmm. newer ones that have popped up, like All Elite Wrestling, which, which they're looking for TV right now. Impact, wow, uh, just things like that. So uh, let's start with something like, say, Shine. Shine, which is a, a all-female promotion, and that... Mm -hmm runs in, in, in Florida is that something that you could see yourself aiming for or see yourself like hey I, I would like to pop up Impact Wrestling or something like that yeah definitely um, I think you know, the more um, ring time I get and the more confidence I build like I could definitely see myself wanting to do shine like that would be awesome like being a part of you know an all women's you know company because, I mean, ultimately, you know, being, even being a heel, like being a role model for girls that maybe want to do this, I mean, is, I guess that would be like the biggest goal, like being a, a good role model for girls coming up into the business or even, you know, just ones that watch or, you know, have. Okay. But that maybe want to do it. So part of your, your drive is to provide the example. Yeah, definitely. All right. That sounds good. Now, along with Shine, and I, and for those promoters out there, I am going to clearly understate the amount of Alwyn's promotions that exist, so excuse me. But let me try to rattle off a few here. Uh, WSU, which does their all-women's thing, Girl Fight. I know BCW in Chicago uh, just did one a couple of months ago. I already mentioned Shine, Shimmer, mm -hmm. uh, Rise, which is uh, kind of a promotion slash seminar type uh, uh, production would be kind of a wrong thing for it, but you get what I'm going at. Mm -hmm. So, so there, there's a, a, a lot of option as it relates to, to that. Uh, do you feel like you're ready to start putting your name out there? That I guess that would be the, the the next logical step because it's one thing for you to be wrestling now. It's another for you to say, okay, now's the time for me to start sending out these these videos or sending out the email and the inquiries. And can I come on to your show? Can I wrestle for you? Uh, do you feel like you're ready? 
that's a loaded question because part of me wants to say yes and like just go all out, but you know, there's that that part of me that still doesn't feel like I have the confidence built up to do that, um, or you know, maybe the experience to do that. But I I can honestly say like I'm almost there. Um, maybe you know, give myself another you know three to six months of you know just traveling to different promotions, wrestling different people, going to seminars and. I feel like pretty soon I'll be at that point where, like, I'll want to like, send resumes. Because, I mean, I already want to. I just don't know if I feel ready, but that's also <laughs> part of my lacking confidence, <laughs> 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 which I hate saying, but uh, it's well, it's where I'm at. <laughs> well, listen, we... I... I appreciate your your honesty about this. I mean, because, hey, that's what these interviews are about, right? About letting yeah. people know who you are. And, and this is this is part of that process, is trying to get you out to a different audience, let people know yeah. who you are, where you are, what you're doing, how they can find you, all that good stuff like this. This, this is Definitely. where that, that begins. And who knows, you know? Next thing I know, you may be rustling down in Florida or the Carolinas or, you know, in Georgia, Tennessee, Mm-hmm. That, that this this well, may, hopefully. What, I'm not even gonna say hopefully. I'm, I'm gonna give you a couple of months. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there now, and I once I say it here, then I've already committed myself to that. All right. So <laughs> let, gotcha. me, let me let me take myself a, a quick glance at the calendar. We we are in January right now, as this is being recorded. I am going to make the prediction. Summertime, 2019, mm, June. That that's my prediction. That the the White Widow would have already begun the uh, the Widow's tour, so to speak. That's that's All that's right. my guess. That's my prediction. I dig it. Now. I dig it. I'm gonna start working even harder now. <laughs> I'm gonna push toward that prediction, and make it reality. You toss it in the universe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and grab it. <laughs> uh, okay, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. So there you go, folks. Mr. Green has challenge put that accepted. Out there. Oh, all right, I like it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, what is your impression of women's wrestling today? I think it's honestly like. It's as strong as it's ever been. Um, I mean, there's just so many talented women out there, and uh, you know they're they're hustling. And it's it's not just about it being about sex appeal anymore. Like it, it people are looking to actually watch women's wrestling, which is awesome. Um, it is. Now, unfortunately, yeah. on the other side of that, it, it it is a little bit of a I can't say uphill battle because you're actually right that there, there's probably not been a better time for it at this point. But you also have that crop of individuals out there that you're never really going to win that fight with. That they're, yeah, they're going to look at it for different reasons altogether. Uh, so, uh, have you had any encounters with those individuals yet? I'll, I'll start with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had to block people on Facebook. I can hear uh, the, the sigh in your voice just immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, it's like most of these people, the ones that I have to block, one have never seen me wrestle, 
and then they'll just randomly like video chat me out of the blue. I'm like, I'm not answering you. What are you doing? <laughs> That's an immediate block for me. Don't do it. <laughs> well, you know what that sounds like. I don't know if you had a chance to go through the Facebook page, but there, there's a little segment that we have called uh, Tales of the Creep. So it sounds like oh. you've got yourself a, a nice story uh, that you may need I've to share. I've got a few. Well, then I'm going <laughs> got a few. So I'm going to ask you to hold on to that. <laughs> So that when we get to that segment, it'll be be time to share that. <laughs> I'll get the screenshots ready. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oof. The screenshots. I'm, I'm a little scared yeah. for that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll be polite. I'll I'll cross the names out, but you know. <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. So there you have it, folks. If you want to hear the uh, the side of this story. If you want to hear the amusing portion of it, then you want to go and check out the Tales of the Creep. And I guess this one will be starring the White Widow Bristol Hale as she shares possibly some of you creepy people out there's uh, reactions or, uh. or DMs or unsolicited photos and things of that nature. <laughs> oh, it's like Jordan Grace's uh, life as a, a woman's wrestler or the DMs of a woman's wrestler or something yes first crack me up <laughs> I, I can imagine the fact that she well i'm not really surprised that she had people convinced to kind of share those it was like i said even when i started doing that series of the the second i brought it up it was like oh yeah i got plenty of stories i could tell you it's like oh all right well there we go <laughs> <laughs> there you go perfect segment easy one very easy, very very easy. Um, mm -hmm. So, so I want you to just take that story, just put it in your brain, just hold on to that. I, I promise I'll, I'll rope it back around in, in a little bit. Uh, we're gonna finish the uh, the the main section of this, and then we'll kind of move on. Um, tell me something that, as a fan, you had completely wrong. Once you started wrestling, like they, like on, on the outside looking in, you thought one thing, but once you got into the ring, it's like, oh, okay, well, I, I clearly was totally off about that. Back bumps. <laughs> I didn't really think that they would have hurt as bad as they did. The first one I did, I was like, oh, my gosh, these people are insane. Why would they do this? And you do it because you love it. You love entertaining people. But yeah, that was that was like off the top of my head. As soon as you started asking the question, I was like, back bump, a back bump, or flip bump, because those are scary <laughs> when you first start. The the back bump, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that cr gets quite as much uh, credit as is due. Uh, particularly the fact that I, I think, of, especially people that aren't fans of wrestling, that the, the immediate response is that you don't get hurt at all. Mhm. Mm <laughs> but you do. <laughs> Yes. When you first start training, you know you got to tuck your chin. You you find neck muscles you didn't know you had. Yeah. So, so the, the back and your bump. jaw hurt. I mean, yes, the back bump. Obviously, I didn't know what it was called when I was first starting to watch wrestling. But I was like, yeah, I mean, that's got to be like a padded ring. It should be fine. It doesn't hurt that bad. It can't hurt that bad. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm sure you've been there long enough to be able. To, why don't you explain? Uh, exactly the, the makeup of the ring. Because I've done it a number of occasions. I, I, I've explained, at least in my view, okay, look, the ring, 
yes, there's a certain amount of, uh, I'm hesitant to say padding, because that sounds like I it's mean, taking something, it, it, there's padding there, but it's not enough to, like, save you from a broken bone if you don't fall properly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess it would kind of be the equivalent of sleeping on a piece of foam on like a on a piece of wood. Like you would think it would help, but it doesn't. Like you still feel the whole impact of you know falling on your back or snapping back to your back. So I mean, it's 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 not pleasant. You can get used to it, but it's not pleasant when you, especially when you first start. Yeah, and and uh, it's scary. But <laughs> but clearly, you've gotten out of the scary portion of it. You've already jumped yeah. past that. You you are you're yeah, good no, to go. I'm good now. You could take a you could take five or six bumps in a row and not think nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I'll feel it the next day, but I don't think about it when it's happening. <laughs> but. But what was the appeal, you know, because you talked about how you got involved and kind of snuck mm-hmm. in and, and started watching wrestling and whatnot. Uh, but and, and it took somebody to kind of coax you along, like, come on, you can do it. Get in there. It'd be great and all that stuff like that. But uh, what was the, what was the appeal to, to, for you to be a fan in the first place? Was it somebody or, or, or a particular angle, a particular wrestler? Uh is there something that strikes you like this was the moment where I knew that I I loved this? Um, I don't know that there was like a particular moment um, other than, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, I was just, you know, in awe of it. Like, I, I loved watching it when I could. Uh, but I guess, I mean, just the, the moment that I tried out, honestly, is like when I realize you know this is gonna be for me because I never did theater in school like I I wasn't a performer like I sang but it wasn't anything you know crazy um but I don't know the storytelling through a, a match I don't know it just kind of really piqued my interest like it it, it kept my attention and you know these days you watch a TV show and be on your cell phone. But, I mean, when I'm watching wrestling, like, live especially, it, it just keeps my attention and something that I enjoy personally. So, like, getting to run matches for other people, I guess, is kind of where I'm getting at. Okay. Um, I, I gotcha. Especially a lot of shows. Okay, fair enough. So the the appeal of of the uh, the art of it mm-hmm. that, that that a good way yeah. to put it yeah All so right. it's very articulate I like that <laughs> <laughs> well there is an art you know there there's an art there to to get the story across especially when you're working at a wrestling promotion and let me just go ahead and say now I, there there's only one pet peeve that I have that stands out in independent wrestling is that when they have somebody commentate over the loudspeaker, for whatever reason, oh, yeah. it just, it just, that just drives me up the wall because in my mind, if you're commentating on the loudspeaker, invariably you're going to say something that either wrestler A, wrestler B, or the referee is going to have to completely ignore because you've, you've just told everybody else listening to the audience, oh, he's got a chair, and now i got to ignore the fact that you said that. 
And mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and it's and it's, it dumbs it down quite a bit. And I say that to mm-hmm. say now, if you are able to show or get the story across to people without having somebody tell them that, you know, live, then you're really you're mm-hmm. doing your job. Yeah. Now, granted, exactly. it, it is great to have commentary, you know, in a video environment, because that, that's what I do. I, I I do both ends of that, the video, I've done the commentary, so I'm certainly not going to downplay what I do, but in a live environment, I just prefer it. I just want, I just want to see the see the wrestlers do what they do without me saying, oh, there's a body slam. You know, I don't, I don't need to call every little thing. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like you said, there's a place for that and that, you know, doing the audio for the, the video. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you're there for, but yeah, I could definitely, I don't think I've ever been to a show where there's been commentary over the loudspeaker yet. Yeah, oh. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll but- see. I, I think Maybe you, I'll never have to. <laughs> you, you know, you you may work one or two. Now, now when you go to one of those shows, just just bear in mind don't don't say nothing to a body. Just just work a match and just and go on about your way. I, yep, I, I'm almost positive if you start traveling around enough, you are going to have it happen. You're gonna you're gonna go to somebody's shows like, ah, right, yeah. So here's the commentator. He's gonna sit here and call your match right here live, <laughs> everybody. And I guess I can get the appeal somewhat, you know, like for people who don't know what they're watching. But I mean, it's not necessary. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I understand it, especially if you kind of entry level, let's call it, and you're trying to make the show as exciting as possible. Uh, I, I can get that, but it, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, but definitely. Just, luckily, like I said, luckily I've not been to a show like that yet, so we'll we'll see. I'll uh, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> it, 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 it will happen, but but now I'm fine, fine. <laughs> but for those who have not seen you work, if they were to go to YouTube right now mm-hmm. and, and look for the White Widow, or better right. yet, if you was to say, "All right, look, this is the match of minds that you should go watch," which one would you point them to? Um, probably when I worked Stormy Lee at, uh, Bayou Independent Wrestling. Yes. And that was in Natchez, I believe. Um, that was probably my favorite match so far. Yes, and Stormy and, is, is a vet. Yes, yeah, she's, she's awesome. I love, I loved working her. Um, but dad, yeah, that's probably the, the one. And you know what? I have that match sitting right here in my notes as the one that I would pick. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's, it's definitely my favorite so far. And, and largely because Stormy got like at least, it, it felt like two or three minutes before in that match without y'all even having to touch. Yep. <laughs> she's, she's definitely good at what she does. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I... She came in as, as, as a total heel and it worked. Mhm. She's definitely somebody that uh, I, I like to pick things out from, especially like with the her heel character work and you know almost being that that chicken heel. I I, I love it. <laughs> well, what's well, what's your personal preference? I I seen you work heel. I seen you work babyface. I think uh, 
when I was live at New South, you were working heel. I saw you work babyface on, on the video, particularly that one mm-hmm. that we just talked about with uh, Stormy Lee, which, by the way, if you're looking for, uh, I think you can go to her personal YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken, the Bristol Hale. It should be listed under that and uh, easy to find. Just uh, scan through the video portion, Stormy Lee. And anybody that's been on this channel definitely knows who Stormy Lee is. So, uh, so personal preference, babyface or heel? I like heel. Um, just, I mean, it for me, it's it's about. I just, I like being heel because I get to, I mean, get to yell at people. I can cheat. I mean, it's it's just it's fun for me. Babyface is definitely a lot harder um, to get a character across, so I definitely prefer heel. Okay. You prefer being mean. Yeah. I like being mean. I don't know. I'm not a mean person, but I like being mean when I'm in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. That's, okay. I mean, that, now you, you seem like a, a pretty pleasant baby face. I, I, I'll watch that. I didn't see anything... Uh, ridiculously wrong with that when you were working babyface at all for that matter i mean i, I know one of the things it's hard to kind of gauge how much of this i'm supposed to be doing when you're babyface because you you want to come out and, yeah clap for me you know, mm-hmm. you know stuff like <laughs> I, I know that could get a little trying but beyond that yeah. I, I thought you, you did a, a pretty fair job it's like, you know let me just come out and the people who get it, and as they kind of rise, up, yeah, yeah, as, as they kind of rise up, you, you, you go along with them. You, then you start clapping and you know raising the roof and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Being a face is definitely more awkward for me. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't know. I don't feel like I have the energy like for it. I don't. I don't know. Really? And it's also because I've worked heel more, so oh. I've been babyface maybe twice so far. So oh, I mean, really? if I have to be babyface for a promotion, that's fine. But I prefer heel, definitely, one hundred percent. Well, I'm sorry that there's an awkwardness behind you uh, being babyface, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we have to we have to work on that one. <laughs> I think it's safe well, to say. Hopefully. No, go ahead. Finish, go ahead. finish, finish what you're saying. I was just, just going to say, um, hopefully, you know, as I, I establish myself as a, a heel, I won't be asked to do babyface. But it's, I mean, you always need to be ready to work either if a promotion needs it. So, well, well you got to do it at least once or twice. You, you, yeah. Because, you know, some of those those heels, like, okay, let's take Stormy Lee, for example. Stormy is just an established heel. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure I've ever seen her work babyface at all. I mean, I know, I she's, so I know she's done it, <laughs> but, I, but I, I have not personally ever seen that. So Yeah, just, I don't either. But just in that alone, I mean, let, let's look at the dynamics of that match. Now, she, you're a larger girl than she is, mm-hmm. so that that put her in an easy position to to play the chicken. Mm-hmm. Right? She gets to run around like, "Hey, get away from me!" To back her up, rough, blah blah blah. 
And like I said before, by the, by the time the bell rang to start the match, she probably worked out at least a good two or three minutes of of uh, match time without you two ever having to touch. Yep, and still kept it entertaining. And exactly, it wasn't boring. It was it was entertaining. So she got something across without having to do much at all, which which is an art in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Now, if you reverse that, and we have you as as the heel, and she as the babyface, or somebody relative to her, do you think that it would have worked in the same dynamic? Like playing the chicken um, heel for you doesn't seem like it would be very like it would work. Like I, I feel like you'd have to find a different heel persona than than the coward necessarily. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, if our roles were reversed in that specific match, definitely wouldn't have worked. Because, <laughs> one, I was nervous, so nervous wrestling her. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I definitely think that my heel work is just going to be, like, it's more aggressive, mm-hmm. more so than, like, the chicken version. Um, so... Like I'm going to be more of an aggressor rather than you know running out of the ring and you know stretching, doing jumping jacks, being you know being entertaining. It's silly, you know, just working that part of the match. But yeah, if if we reverse those roles, that it would have it wouldn't have been anything like that. I don't think <laughs> it would have been a completely different match. <laughs> uh, yes, it would have. Yes, completely different. I'm trying to think, is there a, a heel that you could have borrowed something from? I mean, that that would have been the, the template for what you're talking about. That... Um, I'm trying to think. Somebody who I, I really do like that I've watched a good deal of matches is Lefisto. Ah. She's, kind of, she's kind of like my, my build, and, you know, she's more of the aggressive type wrestler. Um. So yeah, she's definitely somebody that I kind of pick matches apart and you know look for little things to use, I guess. But yeah, I really do enjoy her work. Okay, so, so that that sounds like a good person to be able to, to pick some stuff apart from. Yeah, definitely, okay. definitely like her a lot. And when the time is right, she does know when to back it off, even even though she is a. Uh, by most accounts, a, a larger girl to, to some of those that she's working. So I guess it's a matter of the timing of when when and where I turn into the coward here. Yeah, definitely. When Bristol Hill finishes her opponent, she does it with what? What is the big finish here? Have we worked that out yet? Well, my trainers have kind of gone back and forth with what I've used. Um but like right now, it's the X Factor. Um, I personally have not found something that like I just have fallen in love with. Like I like, I really like using the spear, but I know it's very overused. So kind of uh, just use that throughout a match. Yeah, but the X Factor um, is too. I mean, why, so why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little more aggressive too, which I like. Um, but. As of right now, I don't think that I've found my perfect finisher yet, I guess. Um, 
but I'm I'm still playing around with things. Well, well what so, suggestions yeah. have you had? I mean, I, I hear you said you were going back and forth with your trainer about it. So, so, so what is what's been tossed up in the air about? Um, I'm trying to think now that like I always I always have a brain fart when I'm asked about moves. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> every time. Uh, okay. Well, let, well, let's uh, like, let's see here. Is it something that you're using as a just as a transition move now, or or is something that just totally off of your menu? Well, I mean, we've we've talked about like doing a leg drop, um, which I kind of like because with you know my size, it, it looks big. Um, but that was but, my suggestion. I have it typed up right here. I said that was my suggestion. I, I, my suggestion is the running leg drop. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy that one because there's. I actually worked when I worked Taylor at uh, New South. I worked her at my home promotion at Ego, and uh, I did a leg drop. Like it was part of you know just transition. But the guys up top they were like, I, "It looks like you killed her." I was like, "Well, that's good. I kind of want to use that." So I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the running leg drop would definitely be one that I would I would like to use. I I would think so. No, I, I, you have powerful legs. It, it comes. I think it would be very easy visually for people to to say, "All right, she lands that on you. That's that's it. The match is done." <laughs> you gone. <laughs> and and once they're educated to it, you know, I mean. It, it doesn't have to be overly flashy or anything like that. I know some people get the ideas like it's got to be something super flashy. I got to come up the top rope or whatever the case may be. It's like no, it doesn't, you don't have to have that. No, and you know, I'm short. I don't do top rope. <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> oh come on, you, you got it. Surely you must have been up there at least once or twice. I mean, I've stood up there, but um. <laughs> but, but it is higher than than what is perceived to be. Yeah, it really is. It's scary. <laughs> That's one thing I'm so scared of. That top rope, boy. <laughs> Freaks me out. Uh, well, again, at least you're honest about it. I can definitely tell you I'm not a high flyer. <laughs> but, but, but can you imagine the match? Just, just picture it now. Bristol Hale versus whoever. You're going back and forth. 15 minutes in, you land to your big finish. It doesn't work. And you've already educated the audience that the running leg drop is the finish, and, it, and I couldn't put her away with it. But I put her down one more time, and I go to the top rope for the super leg drop. Oh, Jesus. That gives me anxiety just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to try it. Oh, God. Nope. You're making me think about things I don't want to think about because you're, like, putting ideas in my head, just, like, planting seeds. Don't do that. This, I see. <laughs> this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This, this is this is the rights and wrongs of pro wrestling podcast. This is an extension of the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, cheap plug, YouTube and Facebook. And as I do these things, I, I am supposed to try and construct these uh, scenarios as best I can. In fact, you know, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, you know what? If I get it down here, I wonder who I can match her against. I've already, you know, this is all just running through my head as as, I'm, as we're talking right now. So, you know, just <laughs> just awesome. just bear with it. And I'm saying everybody has to have, you know, that that 
that marathon match. That's what I'm looking for. You got to have that, that yeah. good marathon match where the big move just simply wasn't enough because my opponent was too tough for that. Wouldn't go down. Mm-hmm. But but coming off the top, see, these are, these are things. You, you've already educated the audience that coming off the top with the move that I already do is only going to make it that much more devastating. Well, what about what about the second rope? <laughs> you know, you could do the second rope. Second rope could work. Let's go to the second rope first, and then I'll try and graduate to the top. <laughs> second rope could work. All, oh, they just, they just got to believe it. That's all. They just got to believe that, you know. Yep. She's coming down with the, the leg drop. Boom. That's it. Yeah. Hey, Put him away. Hogan made a career off of the leg drop. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful Bobby. Now you probably don't want to do his because he came off the top rope. But still, he made it. Mm. He made a career <laughs> off of that thing. Yeah. So all I'm saying is the suggestion of Mr. Green, and I, I have it sitting here right in my questions. You can, I can forward it to you if you want to know. That my suggestion is the running leg drop as the finish. I think it'll work. Yeah. It's definitely one that I've played around with, so I do I do like it. I do dig it, so Alright. Now I find that uh most wrestlers I talk to book themselves out as far as possible. Uh how far on the calendar are you thus far? Um, really? I just have um mostly just March booked at this point. Um, that's two months. And most of it, well, most <laughs> of it, most of it was my home promotion. But um, yes, like I said, still working on you know building the resume before I feel like I'm ready to send it out. But like I said, I got till June. So <laughs> remember your prediction. That's right. Per the prediction, you have till June. So, but but you still that's that's two months. That's you know, you're out yeah. as far as March so far. But. You have uh, an open window for some promoters who may want to bring you in. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, yes. Yes, definitely. So if, they, so if they begin to contact you, then you'll at least give it consideration. Oh, of course, of course. Um, uh, just bear with me on you know getting videos and stuff. <laughs> well, I well, don't have a whole whole lot yet, but. Well, we have to talk about that, too, because, you know, I, I did look at, like I said, the, the YouTube. When I was doing the research for, for this particular interview, I had to go, I was like, all right, I've seen one match live, now i got to watch a couple more. So I, so I went through a little bit of a marathon of uh, the Bristol Hill, Bristol Hill matches. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know you got to pick out a, a few more. And that gets difficult because not every promotion, right or wrong or better or worse, don't always have cameras available uh, shooting the match. Mm-hmm. Which makes it difficult when you're getting started because now you don't have anything that you can send. And if yeah. you're shooting it yourself, it's not always necessarily what they're looking for because some, some promoters turn away just based on the quality of the video. Yep. So, so it, it's a slippery slope, yes. But, but we're going to work on that, I'm sure. Now, one thing Definitely. I one thing I did notice is that you you have worked intergender matches, 
uh, as well as the women's match. Uh, is there a particular preference between the two? Um, I mean, at this point, I, I'll wrestle anybody. <laughs> I, I probably I do prefer wrestling um, women, but it does not bother me wrestling men. I mean, I train with nothing but guys, so I mean, it's not it's not uh, weird for me or awkward for me to wrestle men at all. Okay. But I, I do prefer wrestling women, but it does, like I said, it doesn't bother me either way. I just like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you like wrestling. <laughs> How did you come up with the moniker, the white widow? Because there, there's, um, there's actually, several black widows out there, you know, that, or at least two within this region that I'm aware of. That, um, it's kind of based off of a, uh, not gangster, or even, it was, it was a, how do we want to say terrorist? It, w- it was a name given to a um, very fierce woman that didn't do things by the book. <laughs> Is that uh, Samantha? Uh, I can't pronounce the last name. Lithwaite? You what? I say, is that Samantha? I can't. I'm ha- I have difficulty pronouncing her last name. I want to say Luthwaite. Samantha Luthwaite, something like that. When I, I did yeah. re- research on the White Widow, and I, and I did see, you know, of course, the actual White Widow spider, and I saw somebody whose name was attached to that uh, as listed as terrorist, and that, yeah. that young lady who's, who's who came up. Very loosely based on, you know, just a very um, unorthodox woman. <laughs> okay. So that so your origins as to the name are somewhat similar to Steve Austin's. Yeah. I, I do recall he said something to the effect that the Stone Cold persona originally started as uh, loosely based on a hitman that was in court that he was watching on TV one day. Yeah. I definitely um cuz I mean it was it was a name you know that was kind of given to me and told me to like kind of research this person and um and that's how it kind of came about. Okay. Cuz I was kind of given the name um, by the trainers and just told they basically told me to you gotta make make it my own. So, so with that being the case, do you ever perceive yourself like you know what? I think I want to change my name. I, I mean, I I've kind of grown to like it. Like especially when I first started, you know, and they told me I was going to be the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't I don't want to be the heel. I don't want to be mean. Like. And it was completely, like, I, I didn't want the name. I didn't really want anything to do with being a heel. But as, you know, I've been in it, I completely love it now. But um, it's kind of grown on me, and it's something I'd like to keep. <laughs> okay. I I like I like it. I love it. <laughs> so, so you have... But I, I was kind of against it at first. So you have really grown into the... the the role now yeah definitely all right well well that's that's good and you don't have to go through the same kind of 
uh, ups and downs that some people get when they first start wrestling, when they're assigned a name. It's like, well, you know, I got this name given to me, but it wasn't who I was. You know, that that, that whole story. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't have, yeah. And I didn't really have any kind of like expectations or like I didn't know who I wanted to be in wrestling. So when it was given to me, it wasn't like a shock, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. It was like, okay, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, well, I guess as as long as they didn't give you something that was just completely ridiculous or, you know, (laughs) off the wall. Yeah. You know, I want you to be Annabelle. I want to dress you up like a doll and. Get out there, scare oh, people. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. <laughs> well, now, don't think that some promoter out there probably won't tell us. You know, that's great. That's a brilliant idea. Let's do that. You just gave somebody an idea. <laughs> I, pro- I probably have, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has to be Annabelle, we are sorry for this interview. <laughs> yeah, I apologize now, but uh, needless to say, you will not be able to use the name Annabelle, so you're going to have to come up with something on your own. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll just slightly alter the name. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yes. I mean, they'll, they'll come up with something if they want to use it. <laughs> I'm sure, as they all will. It's time for random questions. So mm-hmm. now. You know what we're at in this portion of the interview? This is the segment that I like to call Random Questions. Oh, goodness. I'm ready. <laughs> Go. <laughs> For those who are, are new to that, this is, uh, you know, I like to ask some stuff that aren't necessarily wrestling related, just to keep the, the vibe of the interview just moving along. So she has gone through a number of stuff answering about who she is, how she got to the business with the the moniker that she's got but now let's get some regular random stuff tossed in there (laughs) and you just said you're ready so i guess here we go all right guilty pleasure food pizza what do you know about the white widow spider there isn't one ah you're correct (laughs) there is a white widow spider no there's not yeah I don't believe you. I'll have to look it up later. <laughs> there's a there's a white widow spider. There, there's, there's a black widow. Yeah, there's a black. The black widow is very common, and I I did not know that until I looked it up myself. According to the site that I went to, that there are several different uh, colors of spider that are listed in the I guess quote widow family. Okay, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> have to check that out. Verify that. I mean, I'm not to verify that. Maybe I went to a website that just made up some stuff. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is the Lord of the Rings the greatest fantasy franchise ever made? How did you know I like Lord of the Rings? I do have your email <laughs> address. Oh dang! Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> like, how did you know? Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I was so tempted to tell you, you know, I'm a mind reader. I was just, that, that, was no, going, no. that was going to be my answer. But I was like, oh, man. <laughs> let me not tease her like that. that was... I forgot you had my email. <laughs> See, that, oh, goodness. I could have got you with that, too. I, I bet I was, you really could have. I'm a mind really reader. You could have. Of course I know that. <laughs> now, now, the... Uh, 
the secondary question to that is, do you know what year the original animated Hobbit film was made? Oh, dang. I own it. Hold on. Let me go look at my movie. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> uh, oh, I don't remember. Well, I guess I, I'll pass on this one. But I do have the movie somewhere. If you have the movie with it, we'll we'll give it a we'll give you a thumbs up for that. We'll give you credit the the year, nineteen seventy seven. Because the fact that I should have just it, guessed. The fact that you own it is enough. Didn't they have a sequel to that? See, I can't even remember if they had a sequel to it. Well, I mean, they had the Lord of the Rings. They had, um, the, they had the Hobbit. Movie. And they had Lord of the Rings animated movie. Yep. Okay, so there we go. So yeah, there there, there we have it. Do you believe in hypnosis? Uh, I've never been hypnotized, so uh, maybe. <laughs> that, that's a that's a middle of the road answer. Okay, I'll say uh, no then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what TV show has you currently engaged? Something that you uh, watch regularly or attempt to? I watch The Office, The Office every night, but new is Castlevania. Okay. I haven't watched any episodes of Castlevania. Ain't, ain't it good? Oh, it's so good. So, so good. Okay. It's about vampires. I, if you like that kind of thing, it's amazing. Let's see. I like the game. I played the game before. Now, the question, I guess, would be, do you... I'm pretty sure you don't have to have played the game to watch the, to watch the show, but in, in your opinion, would it help you at all to have played the game to watch the show? I've never played the game, and I love the show, so oh, well, I, I have no idea. Is, I guess that answers that question. Uh, <laughs> n- name an occupation that you hope never to have to do, and why? Occupation? Uh, babysitting, because I don't like throw up or poop. <laughs> <laughs> so daycare worker. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, if you don't like throw up or poop, that's the, that would be the wrong job. I can't handle it. Can't handle it. <laughs> Wow, that that was that was pretty easy. Uh, if you had a time machine and you got to go back and tell your younger, let's say, ten years removed, tell your younger self some advice, life advice, what would you say? The ten ten years ago. Ten years ago. Ten years ago from right now. Ten years ago from your current oh, age. You go back and and tell your younger self, hey, me, this is what I need to say. I was eighteen. Uh. I just I just dated myself. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I would probably. See, I, look, I, I purposely avoided asking age and all that stuff. Are you putting it's that fine. Out? Okay. All right. It's on Facebook. It's whatever. Okay. Um. I would probably tell my younger self to start decorating cakes earlier because I would have been way better back then. <laughs> that. Hmm. Okay. So, so you would have got the career jump start. Uh-huh. Definitely. Uh, now, as a side question, just because you brought it up, how, what got you into decorating cakes? Well, um, I worked at the same grocery store. I started like doing cashiering, and then I got moved to the bakery. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend that was the cake decorator was like, do you want to learn? I'm like, eh, not really, because I hated doing it in culinary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Votech, so just kind of like had to learn how to write on cakes and then decided I wanted to try it and started decorating cakes at a grocery store. Wasn't too good back then, but you know, 
it was it was a learning experience. But yeah, I definitely would have told myself to get started way sooner. Okay. Final random question. Name the, the scariest movie that you recall ever watching. Oh, gosh. Um, scariest movie. Something that just... Arachnophobia. Like, Arachnophobia. Really? I, I know it's going to sound terrible, <laughs> but real spiders scare me. The white widow. Terrified. <laughs> the white widow is terrified of real spiders. If that is an irony. <laughs> I know. I know. And I probably shouldn't have said it, but arachnophobia, that the movie, the movie scarred me for life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. When did you watch this? When did I watch it? My yeah. my grandfather made me watch it at like five or six. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the wrong time to be looking at, looking at that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that and then, like, Thing and oh, all those movies. I, mean, I love them now. You made you watch Spider The Thing? Still. Uh-huh. <laughs> at five? Yeah, I was probably like, I was probably like five or six, yeah, definitely. Because I lived in Miami when I was younger. Oh, man. Okay. Where I'm from. I, I can could, I could see how that would scar you. If you're looking at The Thing at five. Was... Uh-huh. I was <laughs> terrified. I mean, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I got it. We talk about the thing with Kurt Russell. We talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Now, <laughs> is there any particular reason that these movies were the the, uh, the choice to watch at a, for a five-year-old? I mean. I have no idea what he was thinking. I mean, <laughs> he. I even asked him at Christmas this past year, like, Grandpa, why in the world did you make us watch these movies? like i don't know i was just watching him and you were there i'm like papa wow <laughs> what's wrong with you okay i mean i love horror movies now but mm. well like i i will share that you know just for uh you know to, to make this even playing field i will share that uh as a kid i watched the creep show and scared the shit out of me when i was in one <laughs> segment it made me. It turned me off the zombie movies for like a good ten years. Oh no! I yeah. I, 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 if anybody's seen the movie, uh, I'm trying to think of the the, the segment was because it's an anthology movie, and I walked mm-hmm. in on it and where Ted Danson's character is being buried up to his neck in the beach by Leslie Nielsen. So that was the first thing. I I am totally thrown off about drowning because of that right now because like that i was like that's such a horrible way to kill somebody just let the tide come up and just you know drown them to death i was like Ugh. Mm. and then he comes back and, you know the, he and the the, the guy the, or the, the guy and the woman that this person tortured to death in the creep show they come back as zombies and that was the first time that i recall ever seeing a zombie on the on the screen so yeah it just like <laughs> scarred me for for quite some time and so there, there we have it mr green was uh really put in the back by the creep show now i could probably watch it today maybe i don't know i haven't i haven't even attempted <laughs> i haven't attempted to watch that movie in uh several years so they oh, have man. it okay so this is this is therapy time it's time for me to watch <laughs> Arachnophobia, and it's time for you to watch Creep Show. Let's get this over with. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm honestly not sure if I could watch. <laughs> the 
<laughs> oh. therapy. We're we're just scarred for life. It's fine. It's okay. We're functioning adults for the most part, right? Uh, yeah, I'm functioning adult. I mean, uh, up until this moment, I don't think I've ever admitted that. There's there's one friend that knows that. She is, she's very aware that I that I just totally dislike the creep show. It's like, oh, she's watching. Like, no, I'm not looking at the creep show. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank look. you for being so vulnerable. <laughs> well, look, I, I like I said, now I share that simply because, like you said, you got scarred with this. It's like, okay, look, I, I I'll, I'll admit there's a movie out there that scarred me, and that was it. <laughs> I can watch. Lots of different things, and I could be totally fine with it, but that one, it, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know why. See, now, the, the scariest movie that I could that I could recall, it didn't scare me, but it was like visually at the time. I had a date mm-hmm. walk out on me because of Event Horizon. Event Horizon? I don't think I've ever seen that one. Okay, so here's, here's homework for you and anybody else that's listening. Event Horizon, I forget the year, Lawrence Fishburne was the lead, but it's basically a haunted house movie in space, I guess would be the, the way to describe it. Wow. It's a ship called the Event Horizon that tests this uh, gateway, let's call it, and it comes back and the ship is abandoned, okay? So now they go into the, go into the thing to, uh, to find the survivors, they don't find anybody, they get some weird messages that they originally assumed says save us, but of course later on in the in the movie we find out it's saying save yourselves. And what you find out is that ship brought back it, the ship took a trip through that gate through hell and it brought back some demonic possession. And it was very Ooh. graphic in and how it presented that. Uh, uh down to like torture scenes, barbed wire across the face and Skip, huh. just a number of stuff that they had tossed out. It's like a nice hardcore match. <laughs> it, it could be, and, and I, I remember that movie specifically because my dick got up and walked out on me because of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, especially if they're not in horror movies. I was, it wasn't like it was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, she just wasn't expecting it. And she was. She wasn't expecting it to be as bad as it was. And yeah. so, like, I can't take this. She just, she just, so she got off of it. So there, there's two things that you you, you got for Mr. Green today. There's two for one special. <laughs> that's awesome. Fantasy booking. And now we go to the the final segment of the the interview, which is fantasy booking. Because it is my belief that every wrestler, every wrestler has at least one storyline that they kind of got locked away into their their mental database uh, so that uh, if they ever had the opportunity, they can say, look, this is what I'm pitching. Me against so-and-so in this match, this way, and this is how we get there, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know if you got to that point yet because you're basically, like I said, you're you kind of taking it as it goes. But I'm going to ask you right here, right now. Bristol Hale, what is your fantasy booking? Fantasy booking. As of right now, I, it would it would be really awesome to eventually wrestle with Misto. I would love that. I don't really know like specifics on what we would do, but that that is who I would definitely like. Who I would want to wrestle. Hmm. Now. And, 
Lethisto, once upon a time, was known as a hardcore wrestler. Yes, yeah, she you, was. You know, I know she says that these days, if she's going to do it, the, the promoter's going to pay her a pretty penny to, <laughs> to start doing the stuff that she used to do. So I don't know if uh, hardcore would be that, but perhaps. No. <laughs> not no, for me. I not, don't want to do hardcore. You don't do <laughs> Well, you know, I'm thinking of, of the of the the blow off here. Let, I mean, if you were going against Lefisto, let's say that you have a three month span of the White Widow versus Lefisto, you get up to match three. You gotta, you know, you gotta have the blow off here. Maybe a steel cage. How about would, would you do steel cage? Yeah, I, I could do that. Uh, you know, definitely. Uh, you gotta, gotta. I don't want to say you have to have some stipulation, but you know, you want you want to have something that kind of egg this thing on. And you wouldn't do hardcore. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm actually a little shocked. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like bleeding. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> okay. Well, now let's look at this. You know, there, there are different stages of hardcore in wrestling. Now, we we can look at WWE hardcore, which is basically the ten paint cooking pans and aluminum garbage cans and stuff like that. And, that and that's not to say it doesn't hurt but they're not actively aiming to make you bleed. Well yes but when I hear hardcore I automatically think barbed wire and thumbtacks and okay. Okay, see, all now, of that. You're on the other end of the spectrum. Now, now, now that would be more like combat zone wrestling at these days. Oh. With, as you said the barbed wire bats, the light tubes, the thumbtacks. Oh. That would probably be a little bit more like I don't, I don't know if I'd be all for the the thumbtacks and whatnot. That that does not look fun by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, no, if we're talking just like normal weapons, sure. Yeah, yeah nothing, let's say middle like... middle of the road. Let's let's say that middle middle of the road. And, and the worst thing that you would deal with is steel chair. Uh, sure, yeah, that that's fine. But like as soon as you say hardcore, I go that go the opposite way. I'm like, nope. No thanks. <laughs> uh -oh. Oh, I'm oh. good. Okay, so you know what? Um, I, I know I said fantasy booking was the was the last that. So I'm, I'm going to go and name off some some stipulation matches. I want you to tell me, yay or nay. Okay. So we we start with hardcore. You, you and you basically if that's middle of the road, you're saying okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladder match. Oh, height scare me, but I would do it. <laughs> Okay, you'd suck it up and you'd do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be terrified the whole time, but sure. Tables. Yeah. Lumberjack. Yeah, no. Bull rope. Bull rope? Um, have you, uh, have you seen the bull rope match? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So, so, so that's a, a maybe that you would do it. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Iron Man. Iron Man. Uh. Yeah. Mm, handicap. And let me specify handicap. I say, what's the handicap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> See, I, I knew that was gonna come up. So. Handicap uh -huh. being you are the the one taking on the two or more. 
Um, yeah. This is very unlikely, but I'm just going to say it just because. Scaffold match. Mm, you say scaffold like up top, like ceiling? Yes. yes. You know, they don't. I can't. I couldn't. <laughs> they, don't, they really don't do those anymore. I, th- I think that's just looked at as, you know, too risky. That match would not be very eventful for me. I would be up there just like clinging for life crying. <laughs> that's a no-go for me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, no, nah, I think he I'll say it in a Taipei death match. Do you know what that is? A what, what, death, what? Taipei death match. Have you ever okay, heard of that? Okay, I know death match. What the heck is a Taipei death match? Taipei death match is something that originated in the ECW, if I remember correctly. It would be two com- combatants taping their fist up. Got to tape them up heavy. Mm-hmm. Dip them in glue. And then you dip the, the glue tape fist into broken glass. Oh, no. You got me a broken glass. I was okay for the the taping and the glue, and then you got the broken glass. Yeah I, <laughs> yeah, I knew that wasn't going. I was like, I, I know she's going to say no to that. but <laughs> I mean, it's worth asking. All you're going to get is a yes or a no. Well, I'll well, I ask now because at that point I was like, okay, I, I, I'm fairly sure that this is a no. I just need to hear it. Uh, that was a hard pass. That's a hard pass, not just a pass, hard pass. Um, something on the opposite end of the wrestling spectrum. I don't know. This this won't happen anymore. Evening gown match. <laughs> as long as no. I'm not wearing heels. Just say no. Just say no. <laughs> if I don't have to wear heels, sure. But if I'm out. If I gotta wear heels, I'll break an ankle. It, it, I, I'm giving you the out of that. Just say no. <laughs> okay, no. You, you realize if you ever participate in an even guy match, you, you your DMs will be flooded. Who? Do you know the even guy match? you know the rules of even guy match is? I don't. I don't. I guess I don't. <laughs> what are these rules? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're, you'd be flooded with that, don't. Okay, it's the female equivalent of a tuxedo match. Tuxedo match between two guys is whoever gets the other person's tuxedo off. Oh yeah, no, I'm okay, good. Okay, so so that was like that was like just say no. Just say no. I'm just going. I'm going out of list right now. I have, I have a list in front of me. I'm just naming them one by one. Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> So that's what that when I got to it. I was like, yeah, just, just say no, because I already know what that what that'll lead to. <laughs> Which is probably why you don't see much of that on on the independent circuit. But like, in fact, you don't see or it at anywhere all. really. <laughs> well, you know, the only places that really had that were places that did it for TV, and I wonder why they did that. <laughs> yeah, ratings. I must say, ratings had nothing to do with it, right? No, no, ratings had nothing to do with that. They was all about the wrestling. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's, that's only a step away from putting a jello match. Oh, God. <laughs> In fact, we're, we're going we're gonna to scroll right past all of those type things and get to, get to the actual matches. <laughs> object on the pole match. Whatever object that happens to be. Brass knuckles, barbed wire baseball bat, playing baseball bat, whatever it is. Would you participate in a object on a pole match? 
Mm, probably not. Strap match. Uh, um, <laughs> may, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Now, now you know some some of the, some promoter out there is listening to this and he's he's marketing it off. He's saying, okay, should do a strap match. I can get a book. <laughs> oh gosh. Not, oh, not, now think about now the, the the advantage you'd have in a strap match is that you basically have like a like a denim jacket or a denim vest, so you can take some of that sting off of getting strapped across the back. Well, I mean, I don't really wear it in the ring though because it's got spikes on it. If I'm going into a strap match, I guess <laughs> yeah, I'd be wearing it. I'd be like, sorry guys, just don't run into my jacket. I'm wearing this. <laughs> That's your own fault. Yeah, it's your own damn fault if you run into it. Exactly. I said, nah, strap match doesn't have rules, so today I'm wearing this thing. <laughs> you may not be happy about it, but it's gonna protect me. <laughs> so, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on as a as a maybe. We'll, 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 we'll give Stipulation: you As long as I get to wear my vest, I'll be good. <laughs> okay. Did, did we say steel cage already? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You, that was the Lissisto one. Yeah. Ah, yes. I there would you do go. that. That's right. I don't know. I want to see a war games. I mean, would you do a war games? You got a you got a team of let's say you and three other girls going into a team of another four. Y'all beat the crap out of each other in, in a war games type environment. If you've never watched it before, they're they're great to watch. I'm pretty sure it's terrible to participate in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. I'm pretty much it's fine. <laughs> All of these matches I'm about to name are basically the same thing. They're they're kind of like put this person inside of this object type match, amulet. Well, the, the casket match, the the dumpster match, the ambulance. Uh, those type. Of, well, casket might be a little bit a little bit more creepy, but. You get the idea. I mean, it, it, all, any of those would be fine as long as the dumpster wasn't dirty. As long as it's a new dumpster. <laughs> okay, so, so don't so put me long, in no trash. So as long as it's a showbiz dumpster. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't don't get no nasty ass trash can. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If it's a fresh one, I'm co- I'm cool. <laughs> I, I I can see that. That 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 makes sense. I I can go with that. Yeah. So so so. By all accounts, you are mostly good for these matches, except for things that have something to do with height or sharp. Yeah, if I don't have to get, yeah, if I don't have to get cut, go real, real high, naked. Because apparently that's one of those things. Well, and yeah. uh, no, no dirty trash cans. Well, and, and let me reiterate, I don't, I don't think you get very much of that anymore. You don't, you know, uh, like yeah, I said, yeah. the only times I've ever seen those type matches existed on TV. So I expect that any promoter that's on the independent scene that says, "Hey, I'm going to book you in a evening gown match," I'll probably walk away. <laughs> yeah, this is like the more you know kind of thing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> well, see, now, now, aren't you happy that you had this explained now? Because what if you had gotten the call tomorrow? Somebody said, "Hey, I'm going to book it. It's going to be evening match." You had no idea. It's like, yeah, sure, as long as I don't wear heels. <laughs> no, that, and then usually, like, if I don't know something, I'll look it up. I'm like, eh, I'll make up my mind after I look it up. <laughs> usually, try and do some research first. Well, that's good. 
Uh, at, le- at least you uh, <laughs> had this sense of mind, like, okay, let me let me make sure I check this out before I actually say yes. So, so there we have. Yeah, any- yep, yeah, definitely. Try, try and check stuff out, make sure it's legit or safe. <laughs> well, there you have it. So, so there we go, promoters out there. Bristol Hale will participate in most things, just so long it is not high and or using sharp objects. <laughs> Mm-mm. So yeah, those, those are no-go. So, so I think that covers a, a, a lot. So, all right. So, folks, I think we've covered a lot of ground here on the uh, on this particular interview, introducing you to the uh, White Widow. And uh, hopefully, what I should do is I, I actually took some fan cam footage of the match that you had uh, against Taylor Ray when I was up at New South. What I should do is upload that and provide some commentary that may be, you know, the introduction that my audience has to the White Widow. What do you, what do you think about that? I'm, I'm down. That's awesome. Yeah, because, you know, the more eyeballs that we get on you, the better it'll be. Um, for promoters that are looking to book you, how can they find you? I'm on um, Instagram, and it's white underscore widow underscore 13. I'm also on Facebook as Bristol Hale, um, the White Widow, and then on Twitter, and it's at Beth underscore Cake Decor. <laughs> um, and then I also have a um, work email as well, and it's Bethany at Campbell's Bakery IMS. Okay. So, you know, I, I think we, I, I'll have to make sure that I go through and list these contacts on the uh, comment section below. So if I have been on my job, for anybody that's listening to this, take it to the comment section. Uh, you should see some of these contacts for her. So please, let's keep this for business purposes, not just to be jawjacking or, you know, yanking the ear off or nothing like that. Just If you want to book her for a show, a legitimate show, let me specify. If you, want to, if you want to do that, then please, by all means, contact her. She, she's available, and, and I've already put the prediction out there. So, yes, we want those promoters to come through. Uh, BCW, I'm talking to you. Chicago, you know, you, you had a nice all-women's show a couple of months ago. So, I'm, I'm adding a new name to your list. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and as for me and the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, if you have not followed on our various platforms so far, please do so. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram. It is easy. It is WPN Russell. If you're listening to this podcast, you can catch us on iTunes and wherever you listen to your podcast because we're in a lot of different places. All you got to do is scan for WPN. It will pop up. I, I promise it is probably the, the only WPN that, that you can possibly get in podcast format. If you have not followed on the other things like our Facebook, then what are you waiting for? Just get in Women's Pro Wrestling Network, all one word. Hit that like, and you can see all the good stuff, the, some of the videos that have been exclusive to Facebook, the Tales of the Creep uh, series that's on there, a couple of matches that were lost because I didn't put it up on YouTube, but it's only available on Facebook. You can go there. And speaking of YouTube, Women's Pro Wrestling Network there, all one word. We are 8,000 strong and growing, so you should uh, jump on that. 
get in get into the uh, the the following. And if you want to support the channel, that is one of the best ways to do it. You can you can follow, you can like, and you can also uh, send in your suggestions and comments because who knows? I may book the White Widow one day. <laughs> well, that will that'll be exciting. <laughs> it will be. Exciting. I look forward to it. Uh, and, and you know, I'm actually going to work on that. I think I am. I, I I'm, I'm feeling convinced that you know. I should book more often in 2019. I booked I only booked like three or four matches last year, but this year I'm feeling like I need to up that up, up the ante just a little bit. There you go. That's that's your challenge for 2019. <laughs> challenge accepted. There you go. So, folks, it has been fun having the widow here, and I'm going to hold her just a moment so I can get the her particular tales of the creep episode but this segment that you're listening to is done you want to catch the rest of that you got to go over to the facebook page and you got to listen to her story over there so for me and the white widow this is mr green saying so long everybody catch you on the next podcast thank you for listening to the wpn's rights and wrongs of pro wrestling if you have questions or comments please contact us via our facebook or our youtube channel at the women's pro wrestling network if you're new to the wpn feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.